Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hey, this is a national treasure, and the real world's champion, Nick Aldis, and just when you thought, that every possible wrestling podcast name in the world was taken. Nate comes in with a clinch with the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Based on Nate's unbelievable level of praise for me, I would go ahead and say that Nate sounds like a knowledgeable, smart, trustworthy human being and his expertise should be lauded and appreciated by all of the listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. You're listening to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate. <laughs> please let me out. Hey, and he yes. stressed the part too, so it's okay. Get, <laughs> guess what? Commissary. Guess what, guys? For fifteen seconds. Guess what, guys? We are live on Facebook, on the live. Facebook live on the Facebook group, live on YouTube. This is We Can't Wrestle Live, the post WrestleMania show. This is going to be fun. Now, I want to tell the listeners right off the bat, Aaron and I discussed this before he booked it from my house to his house earlier. Um, If anybody... What's that? said, how's the weather? (laughs) You know, Aaron, for living, you know, a thousand miles away, you made a pretty good time. Yeah. We have probably all been drinking... Seals may have been broken, so if anybody drops off the stream for a minute, they're probably going to do the stream, because that's me. I am that guy that pees a lot, so if you see me leave, folks, I will be back. But welcome to the post-WrestleMania We Can't Wrestle Live. Kyle's here, Aaron's here, Chris is here, the four horsemen of the We Can't Wrestle Live podcast. I'm actually jealous of Chris, because Chris apparently can see comments from our viewers. Is what Nate told me. I don't know how you can see comments from the viewers. Um, if you have like the studio streamyard up, and you hit the little chat bubble down there on the bottom, oh, it says audio, video, flip, chat, leave. If you hit chat, it'll throw it up, and you go to live comments. Oh. Like I can see Jamie, Leonard, and Jeremy all said something. Yes, Jamie says, what's up? We're, what's up, We Can't Wrestle crew? What's up, Jamie? Leonard Mitchell is here. He says, hey. I can't see you guys. 
Is that how it works, yeah. Chris? Yeah, you can't see us, but you'll be able to see what they said. It's so much better this way. Jeremy Cotton says, Nate Maxson, what's up? <laughs> what is up, Jeremy? And welcome to the post-WrestleMania We Can't Wrestle Live show. Guys, I have to say, I want to start by saying this two nights has, is, was better than it had any right to be. Can everybody agree on that? I think the format yeah, of two well, nights worked well. Yeah, mm-hmm. the formula kind of has me worried because I was thinking about it today. The last time they browbeat us with the whole, the only time it's too big for one night. The last time they browbeat us with only was the once in a lifetime match. No, it's coming <laughs> back next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm no, I'm like legit wondering if they're going to Vince is going to be like, this is pretty good shit. We'll just do two days every year. Just a second, guys. Nate, they had Isabel. Yes, Jeremy, his little one is out there. Hello, Isabella. How are you? Welcome to We Can't Wrestle Live. We'll try to watch our language with Isabella watching. We'll try. We'll try, Jeremy. I'm I'm curious. So did she watch WrestleMania? Did Isabella watch WrestleMania, Jeremy? What's her opinions of it? (laughs) She probably cursed. All right, so I don't I don't have the whole card in front of me, but I think what we should start with because if we're going to keep to uh, an hour or so for this, we should probably start with what we watched tonight. Apparently, I dropped some acid during the five way match. Um, you know, <laughs> what was funny was freaking terrible. Sorry, last night, last night after I don't know what in what order everybody watched uh, last night's events. But I sent a message right after. I was like, hey, so what everybody think of the of the Boneyard match? And the Bone Zone match. Kyle. Kyle, we now call it the, bo- the Bone Zone match. The Bone Zone match. <laughs> Jeremy, said, Jer- Jeremy said, Isabella said, what the hell, a couple times. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, I summed up the Bone Zone match perfectly with my description of it. <laughs> I turned off the comments. I, I want to see you guys. <laughs> look, look. Um, I'm in the majority. I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to see it, you know, every night. But for what it was, I enjoyed I, it. But let's say there was like a lot I of negative reactions. Night. And boy. Yeah. Boy, did they blow it out of the water. They made last is night it, look like is, it was a five-star classic. This, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the thing is, okay, tonight is, it wasn't overproduced, which made it better. This is what I'll say about the Bone Zone match, okay? If the Bone Zone match wouldn't have been on the same show with a bunch of actual wrestling matches... Like, if they would have just been like, hey, tune in next Tuesday for the Bones and match, and I would have watched it, I probably wouldn't have been as, like, trepidatious or upset about it as I was. I, I think the story of it was good, and the angle was good, but what they should have done is they should have done it like they did um, Edge and Randy Orton. But maybe had it like in the, like a 
parking lot or garage type atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily in some kind of fucking dilapidated farm. I've never seen a farmhouse in a graveyard, but (laughs) that's that's me. But was it really a graveyard? It had off grave. (laughs) Well, but it was guys, 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 it wasn't a graveyard. It was a bone zone. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. Surprised a couple guys didn't know what the fuck was being like, hey. Because of everything. I want to call it Green Garden because of everything. Then you bury AJ Styles alive. Well, that's like I told Nate, guys, you know, that match could have been presentable. If they would have done it in the right way, and I know I don't, I, I'm not reaching when I say this. Um, everybody here, if you don't raise your hand, remembers the boiler room brawl, right? Oh yeah. Okay, the boiler room brawl seemed real because they did it in the building, and it was just two guys and a camera in this basement and they're going to fight and whatever happens, happens. They should have done that with the Bone Zone match. What Half made time it... heat until the forklift view looked better than yeah. the Bone Zone match. It shouldn't have been shot the way it was and it shouldn't have been in the environment that it was. It was in overproduced my... and over-edited and like I, I think I summed it up last night when I said it straight looks like Hallmark or Lifetime is like, hey, let's make a scary movie. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that for for what it is, and it, it it this and the Firefly Funhouse segment is gonna be what's talked about, good or bad. But you also knew going into the Firefly Funhouse, it was going to be off the fucking wall. Sorry, now, see, off the wall. I want to. I want to. Going out of the gate, that that there was going to be what the hell going into that? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know who <laughs> Facebook user is, but he said I thought the boner yard match was fine. <laughs> That's what we called it, buddy. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so. And Jeremy Boy. Cotton said it was like a Showtime Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and I, 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 I the, the, the deal is, okay, well, I want to talk about the Funhouse first. That was, fine. That was now, fantastic. Now, here's my thing about this is I have to, uh, being everybody knows how I am about the Matt Hardy stuff. The Boneyard match last night, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody, John Majewski actually messaged me earlier and said, can't wait to hear your opinion on the Firefly Funhouse match. And I said, it's a hypocritical, and I still have to prepare my argument <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to look like a, I'm going to look like a total fan. I'm cool with that. That's fine. Call me a hypocrite. But I actually, the, the Boneyard match I didn't enjoy, the Firefly Funhouse match I did enjoy. Because it wasn't even a match. It was, I think it was the end of John Cena's 
career, actually. I think this was his send-off. Um, and so it was a Firefly Funhouse segment. Yes. And I guess I guess as weird as it sounds, I'm I'm willing to and maybe it's because I'm partial to the Bray Wyatt character. I don't know. I am being a hypocrite, but I'm willing to forgive the liberties they took with that more than I am the liberties they took with AJ and Undertaker. I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't And also I, can't I think either, but that 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 Firefly Firefly Funhouse match was the most enjoyable thing I've watched. <laughs> the greatest, uh, so, one of the greatest. You guys do not understand. Nate was sitting right next to me on the couch, and I swear to fucking God, <laughs> I was laughing harder than anybody in the fucking room. Well, the, the, one of the greatest add little aspects, one of the. One of the greatest little aspects of it was every time Cena wound up in a different outfit or something, he's just got this what the fuck look on his face. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and when that McMahon puppet was like, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. This is good shit. Not, oh my God, I choked on my beer. I choked on my beer. I was like mid-drink and it happened. That, that fucking McMahon puppet going, this is good shit. <laughs> but also I think with the fiend over like the Matt Hardy thing oh. um, they've built and played the fiend character to be like a mythical type thing where Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy and now all of a sudden See, he's got powers the, I'm not even hating on the the um broken hearty shit i enjoyed that like when he sucked up the poison or whatever they blew in his face and <laughs> these monkeys and all that shit that was great shit but have you seen the aew version yet where they did like really bad jump oh, cuts of no, him teleporting yeah it got they did really bad jump cuts of him teleporting through the arena mm. i got better things to do than watch aew <laughs> I got laundry to do. And Dave, De- Dave, Dave, Dave DeRozier says the uh, Firefly Funhouse was like passing of the torch in way more. And Jeremy says the Vince puppet was great. Oh, it was. Everything about that thing was fantastic. That Eric Bischoff bullshit, well, that was like a fucking deep cut. It was <laughs> how, about, how about the fact that we finally got to see John Cena in an NWO t-shirt? <laughs> like, like, that, that was some deep shit. It was amazing. Like, I mean, there is no way. There is no way that any of the current quote unquote writing staff they have wrote that. No, that had no, that to be. Was, that had to be. That, that had to Bray be Bray. Wyatt, yeah, Bray Wyatt, Bruce Pritchard, John Cena. That had to be because the, their writing crew. There's no way they wrote something that deep. No way. I mean, just like how he was like, you can look, but you can't touch. I was like, no, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> that, that, that Firefly thing, and I know people are going to be like, you did, 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 did. That, that, was, that was good shit. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> like, as soon as the Saturday night shit happened, I was like, oh, my God, Aaron's probably going, yes. 
They didn't use the Obsession theme song. It was fantastic. And they had the pickup in there. It was great. Well, the great thing is we had the SmackDown Fist. They pulled that out of the warehouse. We had Big Blue on TV. We had the old Saturday Night banner behind him. Like, they went through the warehouse. That's how you know Pritchard was involved in it, because he was like... I know where all this shit is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually tagged that back in 1988. <laughs> let, let me move this body so I can grab this. <laughs> let, me move Lord Al- let me move Lord Alfred Hayes' corpse out of the way so we can get this fucking thing out. That's probably how Titus got on WrestleMania tonight because they were moving shit to get the props and they are like, oh, there's Titus. Go put him on TV. <laughs> you know what? And we give Titus some shit, but man, yeah, his post match, that post match, the post match thing was the best thing he's ever done. Well, it reminded me of him just saying, "What the fuck?" It reminded me of like that little push thing they were doing with Shelton, where they would talk to him, and he'd be like. <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about the bad stuff of wrestling? Well, hold on. The rest. I want to talk about the. Good shit on WrestleMania this year. I'm happy. I'm Aaron and I discussed this earlier when we were here when he was here, but um, I am very, as you guys can probably imagine, I'm very happy that Drew McIntyre went over tonight. I'm sad that Drew McIntyre didn't get get to go over in front of a large crowd. I'm I sad love- that his. That moment was kind of robbed from him. I love the and that's fact why I that told Nate like, they should have thought of a spot. Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. Oh, I love the fact that he kind of like reached out and was like, you know, and was like, "Hey, thank you." What? I don't know. I don't know how you would have done it. I don't know if maybe you could have had tweets going on the bottom and stuff. If you guys watch the Drew McIntyre thing special they had on the network it was building up to all this like he even said he's saying it a lot it it's it messed with him the whole build up mm-hmm. he was like oh, it, he was like so what it's going to be is he was like it's going to be our moment and we'll celebrate it together when we can which is a good attitude to have and the guy's a pro i mean jeremy commented brock must like that guy yeah brock to- you know Say what you want about Brock Lesnar, but when it's time to do business, Brock Lesnar does business. And beating him in the proper way can make anybody. He is, I think, and and tell me if you guys think I'm overstepping here, but I think Brock Lesnar is the Andre the Giant of his generation, if that makes sense. Um, I honestly think Brock is one of the underrated sellers, honestly. mm Mm-hmm. Because when it's when he sells it, fucking means something, and he does a really good job doing it. Mm-hmm. The the only thing, and Nate, I told you this when we were watching it, is I think hopefully all this goddamn virus shit's done by like August, and I'm not saying it's ever going, nothing's ever going to be the same, you know. But I think we'll have people being able to somewhat be in a building I just wish they would have deviated from their course and figured out a fuck way for Brock to win for them to hold it back 
for McIntyre to like SummerSlam. So when he won, there could have been like a crowd reaction. Well, and I, I mean, let's, let's what, be. I, I think that's what hurt Drew. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have won, but if they were going to let Drew win, they should have just, they, they, they should have switched the um, order of the matches. Like if Drew was going to beat Brock, which they did, they should have beat him. And then they should have done that fantastic funhouse match. Am I like I it comes... going off with just, it shouldn't have just went off with Drew like, hey, I have my belt now. I'm gonna go sit in my hotel by myself because I'm not allowed to fucking rat. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Because I'm not allowed to fuck a rat. <laughs> you gotta do it in the right voice. <laughs> she's gonna give me the Rona. <laughs> I think uh, I can't get my bag piped. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's face it. Everything is everything is going to be played out at SummerSlam. You're going to have AJ Styles versus Undertaker again. You're going to have Brock oh, versus. Oh God, I hope not. He oh, murdered three people. Nobody Sonia. understands that. Undertaker. If you look at it, he murdered three people. He killed three people, and then he just left. He was like, "I gotta go get dinner now." <laughs> Michelle wants some Szechuan. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that he, fucking he, thing. He killed Luke Gallows. He killed Luke Gallows. He threw him off a roof, <laughs> murdered him, and then fucking killed AJ Styles. He buried him alive. And then people don't understand that he killed fucking Carl Anderson because he chokeslammed him on that fucking tin foot, that tin roof, and then drove away and blew it up. So that guy like <laughs> killed like three people and was just like, "Peace." See you later. Listen, I'm right, gonna listen talk about that the next night. I'm gonna listen to Metallica and go get Michelle her her uh, yeah. takeout. Yeah, Gronk's just like, yeah, fuck it. They killed three people last night. I like to party. Fuck Gronk. All right. Yeah. Um, so. To deviate away from what we're talking uh, about. No, I'm just kind of working backwards here. So we will be getting to the, uh, to the, um, the bone zone match. I don't want to talk about profits in theory. We talked about that when we were, <laughs> I hate the street profits. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I stepped outside for that one. I now you didn't miss anything. Um, yeah. I like you guys know I like Garza, but uh, can, can we give Garza this. some? Can we give Garza a prop though? He didn't wrestle Umberto Andrade <laughs> or Rey Mysterio. True, true. true. <laughs> Shook it up a little bit. <laughs> He's true. Now, somebody else. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. If, Where if, the fuck if, was if, they, if they had been well, they have Rey Mysterio under contract. Where the fuck was he? He's, he's uh, he's quarantined. Yeah, I'll say the only reason why we didn't it was, get that. It was match supposed to be Andrade. Did he get bat? Did he get bat? It was a. It was originally supposed to be Ray versus Andrade for the belt. But then Ray went to quarantine, so <laughs> then they went Andrade and Angel. Versus Street Profits because it's supposed to be Street Profits versus AOP, but AOP got injured. So then they put that match together. Then Andrade got hurt. So then so they were like, 
Hey, Austin kid, come here. Come here. What, one, one more reason I say, Chris, you just went through a bunch of shit that went down with superstars. Not only having no fans, but with all the injuries and stuff, again, I got to reiterate, this mania was much better than it than it ever deserved to be. Yep. They did, uh, you know, this this shows you. Um, uh, now let's go to... Ray Mysterio has the coronavirus? He, well, that's... He, no, I believe he came in. He came in contact with someone that does, and when you do that, you're supposed to immediately quarantine. Yeah. How did they know it was him? He was wearing a mask. <laughs> like he's wearing a mask. People tell me if they wear a mask, they don't get the coronavirus. So how did Rey Mysterio get it? His gimmick's <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> his mask doesn't cover his face. Oh boy. <laughs> it covers, it covers not, not through his nose and everything else. But I bet I bet uh, exactly how stupid everybody is that's wearing a mask. Fuck I bet, all of you that are wearing masks. I bet when he I bet when he coughs it's like boyaka boyaka. But anyway um thirty six minutes of Edge and Randy Orton showing us how wrestling psychology is supposed to work. God damn right. That was Rand- fantastic. Randy Orton I is <laughs> Randy Orton is the Randy Orton is one of the top three to four wrestlers in history for in ring psychology. Some of the little things he does are insane. Edge I told Aaron the past couple of weeks watching Edge, first of all, in the moment in the moment, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, I did not appreciate what a fantastic fucking promo edge is. Um, I have now, now that I've watched him now, looking back on it, I've moved him into like my top 10 promos of all time. That guy is an amazing promo. And this match was, like Aaron said, what the Bone Zone match should have been. It's what you the the realism of it. You got one camera. You got cameramen running to try to keep up with the action. It was I thought it was everything it needed to be. I think I thought they did a great job. Um, I thought considering the the no crowd, their psychology and the way they sell really came across very real, very awesome. I really liked this match. However. Jeremy Cotton said, "Fuck it." <laughs> but anyway, guys, what did you think? But Nate, <laughs> do you know what Adam Copeland does? In my opinion, that might make his other than the fact that he comes, like I told you, from the promo era of where they didn't tell Adam Copeland. Hey, we're going to get you over. They told Adam Copeland, Hey, we think you have potential. Now go get over. Do you know what Adam Copeland does with his promos that other people don't now because they don't know how to? It's not their fault. But he tells, like, and this might sound stupid, but when he does a promo, like when he was standing there in the empty arena and he was talking with Mike, he's telling you a story with his face. Mm-hmm. Like what he's saying means something, but he's he's projecting it. 
Is that oh yeah. If it's dumb, I'm sorry, but no, it, no, totally. Well, I mean, look at the look at the the very end of the match. To, to what you were talking about, the fact that he was almost in tears before he delivered the final blow to Randy Orton. Yeah. Just that storytelling, that emotion of being like, I, like I, I know this is what I have to do, but man, he's still my friend. <laughs> this guy's got a solid job. Nate's dead. Nate just died. <laughs> he died. He gone. Um, but yeah. Spectacles, uh, <clears throat> testicles, wallet, and watch. But the just the, the two of them did a great job making it seem like they gave everything they had. Oh, that I don't know. That if, empty I, arena I don't, last man standing match was fantastic. I don't know if if Orton truly dislocated his shoulder because he sold that fucking shoulder oh, all night long. Like he didn't really dislocate it, but he sold it like he did and it was fantastic like when every time edge would grab him by that arm and whip him he sold it like ah it hurts yep. it hurts it, it, he did a fantastic job because it, it harkens back to the cell when fully actually really truly dislocated his shoulder yeah, that's what it, up that, that, man. There was no selling. Uh, no, I know, but I'm just saying though, like that was like at the level, like where it was like, ugh, is Orton really? Did he really dislocate that shoulder? Or yeah, I'm gonna say it was. That to me was good. Um, I guess let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship match. Hmm. Yeah, totally hmm. wrong person one. Oh, and I said that in the live chat that we had going on that um, I I don't powders back. I don't get I don't Triple get why should not have won that match. No, the reasoning behind Charlotte winning that match doesn't matter. It was stupid and it shouldn't happen. Same way with yesterday, um, Shannon Baszler should have beat Becky Lynch. In two days, the WWE killed two of their best female athletes that they had on their that they have on their roster. They just completely fucking ruined their women's division in the course of two days. Well, see, and here's what's messed up. Right opinion. <laughs> Here's what's even worse: is it's not like at Survivor Series, uh, Rhea Ripley actually got a, a a clean pin over Charlotte. She sneaked the pin. So now it's like, well, it doesn't even matter if, if she was the NXT Women's Champion. All that all that momentum that they had coming out of Survivor Series means nothing now because when pushed came to shove and beat Charlotte Flair. Well, what I'm trying to figure out is that that tap out at the end didn't even look like a tap out. It was her smacking and clawing at Charlotte's leg like she was doing just before she went into the figure eight. 
So now all of a sudden that sh- her back is arched. That's what's happened now all of a sudden. It was a really sloppy... Like, if you listen to the commentators, even they were like, oh, that, that that's a tap? She's, she's tapping? And they pre-taped this shit, so they could have fixed it. Okay, so Charlotte is... I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Charlotte is the female Roman Reigns. She has talent. She's not terrible. She's overpushed. Secondly, my biggest issue with this match wasn't the finish, even though I thought the finish was stupid. My my issue, my it was so fucking long. And if anybody was walking past my house at that time, they would have thought I was watching lesbian BDSM porn. Because it was long and it was loud, <laughs> and it was just God. It was annoying. And honestly, well, I think they didn't I, because they didn't stop me. I was there. <laughs> I think Charlotte buried Rhea and they would have been because she just kept smiling and laughing the whole time. What was that, Chris? You're right, Chris. You're right. I said I think Charlotte buried Rhea even further because if you noticed. She was smiling and laughing the entire fucking match. Yeah. Even at the end of it, when she got the belt, it wasn't, oh my God, I did it. It was just the same cynical grin, smirk, chuckle that she had been doing the entire match. A very. Maybe she heard a really good joke. You guys want to hear a really good joke? (laughs) Of course we do. You guys want to hear a good joke? Why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? Uh oh. You guys know why Dr. Pepper comes in a bottle? Because his wife died. (laughs) All right. My turn. (laughs) This is not near. This is not. Okay. That's a good joke. This is not nearly as a, as provocative. What did the drummer name his two twin daughters? Didn't. No. Anna one, Anna two. All right. So anyway. That's a dad joke. You what? Is a dad, dad joke. joke. I get well, uncle joke. I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm an uncle. Dave DeRozier, Dave DeRozier comments, I can't tell if Dave is being sarcastic or not. He says, that's the clean, that's the queen. Woo. Must have been talking about Kyle. <laughs> so, can we all talk about, okay, the last thing to talk about night two, and then we'll go back to night one. Can we all talk about one of the best things of night two of WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Otis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody deserves to, if anybody deserves to get the girl, it's fucking Otis. The, the one match that you can yeah. obviously tell Vince had, other than the Firefly, that Vince had nothing to do with. Yes, because Vince would have had Otis have to watch a threesome <laughs> between uh, Dolph and Mandy and the lesbian. Yeah, I was going to say, even though she's gay, there would be a threesome. <laughs> well, like I said. <clears throat> the chat, uh, you can tell Vince had nothing to do with it because the last love-themed angle he was in, involved with, we still haven't seen the goddamn victim. Where's Rusev? <laughs> yep. Rusev gone! 
Wasn't he? Is he still having? Is he still having his contract disputes? Is that what's going on? As far on? as I know, yeah. I don't blame him. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask this, guys. Um, I'm not as up to, and as you guys know, I'm not as up to date on the current product as you guys are, right? You guys understand that? Yeah. Hold on, just a second, Aaron. I want to. Listener interaction. Jeremy Cotton says, Dad jokes at its finest. Represent Jeremy. He says he loves Otis, and Otis is a lucky bastard. Wesley Kimbler checks in. Night two wasn't too bad. No, we've discussed that here, Wesley. Um, we're all talking about how Mania was much too bad, honestly. No. But, Aaron, back to your thought about Otis, and et cetera. And my thought is, is, is the person that was, like, in the black hood going to be somebody? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Mustafa Ali. Why would it be Mustafa Ali? That's the rumor because the circle is the exact same thing that he had on his ears. (laughs) Yeah, why is it going to be Mustafa Ali? Nothing to do with this angle. Like, who's the guy that has the, the video? I don't know, but the other only weird thing about that is the fact that no one's well, it's that and no one's paying attention to the fact that the dude had a camera in the women's locker room and that's all he recorded. (laughs) Well, Well, we know it's not Pat Patterson. (laughs) Because it was in the women's room. My thing is, it's like, that's that's the biggest um, because I like that story. I like the Otis... Like the Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Mandy Rose, uh, Sonya Deville. And I honestly, (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me if it's Ali anyway, because then they can bring him back to feud with Ziggler. Because Ziggler can be like, it's all your fault. Because they had to have some way for Sonny Bono to be revealed as the, the person that caused everything, so... What's that crazy movie from the '90s where the guy like ran the the uh, apartment building and was recording all the apartment rooms? Sliver? No. Something cameras, wasn't it? God, yeah, I don't that even was remember. like that was the UB40 video. Yes, yes, UB. That I can't help falling in love was in the soundtrack for the movie, but I can't remember the name of the fucking movie. I think Michael Sliver. Douglas was in it. What? Sliver. Sliver. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, this is the sliver angle. <laughs> But <clears throat> you're going deeper than the goddamn firefly. <laughs> Just let him go. Otherwise, he'll be Talking like talk about, about Fred Willard again, and we don't need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stop thinking. What happened? What happened? I got a little red wagon. That is and, a good. That is a good looking bitch. And even though there was no point to it whatsoever, um, Alistair and Bobby didn't put on that bad of a match, I didn't think. No, it wasn't bad. There there was no point for it. I liked my idea. I actually dug dug the finish of that one. Yeah. I I liked my idea, though. I mean, that's... That I almost honestly purpose. forgot that match happened. 
The only reason I remember is because I couldn't stop laughing at the fact that it looked like Lashley went gear shopping with Ricochet. <laughs> like those were... Were... Vince is giving up on Ricochet, <laughs> so he's probably like, you know what, pal, let's use all your gear for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, pretty much. That's what a black man should look like. <laughs> but my thing is... <laughs> it's the truth, though. You know it is. Okay, I'm back. But, um, <laughs> Can't help it, light skin motherfucker. But my my <laughs> opinion was instead of the Alistair Bobby match, since we they should have just called an audible since we got hose on the true tag team match last night. I think they should have said hell with it and had Big E, which Uso was in the match last night. Jimmy. I think it should have been Biggie and Jay tonight against each other. That way they still had their WrestleMania shot. And whoever won their singles match got their team at the number one contendership at the next show. Whenever we can whenever we can have another pay per view. Yeah, but see then you already took care of that too. You took care of that and you had another match that made sense instead of Hey Horned King and Ricochet XL. We'll have a match. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, my thing is, but, I wish I wish Ernie Ladd was still alive. So dick. We we were talking about African American wrestlers. One of the greatest African American wrestlers, Ernie Ladd. I wish he was still alive so he could tell the street profits every time you cash a check you're stealing. Anyway, get our money, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Take your red solo cup and go home. All right. Oh, so like, let's. Why are the street profits on the pay per view, but fucking Finn Balor or Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa aren't? Because they canceled Takeover, so we'd have two nights of WrestleMania. They should have worked NXT into Mania, I guess. In this, I, situ- I know, I know you guys, I know you guys have heard me for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks talk about how I don't like the brand, the NXT brand bleeding into the the main roster but they should have given some of these guys again for what a three minute match we've seen what he did to the nxt talent on the show anyway yeah you're right you're i'm not you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue with that i'm not gonna argue with that at all going into night one night one i want to start with what i thought was an amazing match better than what it probably should have been and that was the ladder match it was a great ladder match. It shouldn't have been for the tag. It shouldn't no, have been for the tag team match titles. Last night was awesome. It's what like I told Nate that John Morrison went in that match and probably told those guys. He was like, "Look, kids, I've been working in front of crowds this size, <laughs> so I know how to do this." I came from Lucha Underground. I know all about this super edit matches. Just listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I thought Gulak Cesaro put on an amazing Like, match. I've been and working in front of crowds of one. I know how to do this. I'm going to be honest, Chris. I didn't watch any of the pre-show stuff, so I didn't actually see that match, but I heard it was really good. That was the only reason yeah, I watched the pre-show is because it was Gulak and Cesaro, and I knew it was going to be... It, it was Gulak and Cesaro. To start off, very weirdly, the 
Go ahead, guys. Michael Cole. Michael Cole in the pre-show was the only one announcing that match. And I was like, oh, no. Please mm-hmm. tell me it's not going to be just Michael Cole the entire night. <laughs> could have well, worse. They could have brought out Sam Roberts like they did NXT and maybe not want to watch it at all. Was it produced Michael Cole or was it NXT UK Michael Cole without being produced? It, it was more. It was, it was Michael more, Cole kind of lost by himself. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to go off topic, but I, I think that a lot of people hate on Michael Cole un, undeservedly because Michael Cole is how he is because he's produced by Vince. Because if you yeah. go back and watch those NXT um, UK pay per view. The NXT UK pay per view that he called. The guy's actually a really awesome play by play guy. Um, so that's why I was asking. I didn't. Eh, it's all right. Whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, Knight, me, I, let's. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, let's say, to me, like I said, it, for a thrown together match that is with all the pieces and stuff and everything. Thing you know, <laughs> say you want to say tag team titles, but a creative, creative. I just like how Kobe and Uso look at each other like the fucking the Nate laughing. <laughs> it's because it's because on my end, Kyle has lag, so he's it's like he's having a stroke. <laughs> He's like, I think, I think this was good. Fair enough. Feel my left elbow. (laughs) I smell burning toast. (laughs) And now I fall on the linoleum. Oh no! <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to the tag title match. But if we're talking about night one, we've been talking about it periodically throughout the show. The Bone Zone match. Night one. Night one. Night one. John Morrison took a hell of a fucking bump. All right. We'll just match. let's just talk about that match. We keep going back to it. I can't keep this shit on track. That match, triple threat match, great match, ladder match, shouldn't have been for the tag titles, though. Yeah, that was stupid. That's not a tag team. <laughs> yeah. Well, WrestleMania Dumb. should have been in a closed set, and, you know. People got the room at Kyle. It I understand that. I'm just telling you that there's a lot of things that should have. <clears throat> I mean. Like you I said, finish there's a line to everything else. It shouldn't happen, but they did. You could have changed the stipulation. You could have said there's going to be... There's a oh, lot of things that shouldn't have happened. Do you watch wrestling? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we could say that at least 15 times per show per week. No, 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 no. No, no. 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 Chris. Chris. Other than when I watch the NWA, I don't watch wrestling anymore. I watch sports entertainment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Well, the, that kind of bugs me, too, because... Chris Wood. 
was asking me if I watch wrestling, and then Nate was like, you know, he started shaking his head, and I was like, Nate knows what I watch. All four of us. And he knows that this fucking Firefly Flunhouse shit was like the first long show that I've watched. Like, I'm honestly, to be quite honest, the way how Vince is so anti-wrestling, I'm really surprised he still calls this WrestleMania. Me too. <laughs> I guess yeah. entertainment me- mania just doesn't sound right. And that is exactly that is exactly why for the fat past ten years they have said it's that he instructs everybody on that show if you notice as many times as they possibly can it's WrestleMania the biggest entertainment event of the year. Um, That's why they had that fucking sock puppet open the show both fucking nights. Uh, yeah. She's a sock puppet. <laughs> All right, so Is let's do it. If Vince could legally stick his fingers in her and make her talk, he'd do it. <laughs> talking about Vince's daughter, by the way. So let's he get can't to do that in Connecticut because that's illegal, probably. Let's get to why I'm a hypocrite and why the Bone Zone match or the Boneyard match. <laughs> Let's talk about that to start off re- the night two or night one. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, so I I can't. I want you guys to talk about this match while I prepare my argument to be a hypocrite about this versus the okay. Firefly Funhouse. All right, since I'm the one that was like big a, a proponent for it, come on. And I'm gonna was, I'm gonna get a beer. It wasn't it. It was cool to have AJ Styles show up in the hearse. Where they played it off as the Undertaker, the the casket comes out, it pops open, and then they start playing AJ's music. It's a good heel shit. I understand it's not in the arena and stuff, but fuck it, come on. I mean, what? And then it was cool seeing American badass Undertaker. I'm cool with that too. My complaint with it isn't the fact of the fact that. AJ Styles is wrestling The Undertaker. At first, when I heard that AJ was going to be facing Undertaker, I didn't like it. Okay? I didn't see it. But then, when AJ started getting personable with Undertaker, I was like, hey, I can see this. I can understand why this is going on. And if they would have did that same exact goddamn match in a alley. Okay? Like, if they would have been like, we're in the Performance Center and we have Mark Calloway and AJ Styles or Allen or whatever you want to call him and they cannot be in this building together to have this fight so we're going to have them outside and they would have fought like outside in an alley or something like that. I would have had no fucking problem with it. I don't. The thing is, to counteract with what you said, Aaron, I don't even think the location would have been bad if it wouldn't have been so overproduced. If they would have done it like they did, I was getting Randy. That, you know, like how you said with Edge and Randy tonight, how they had the camera chasing them and everything. If they'd have done that, if they could have even made it better. Well, that's what, that's what I was getting at, was if they would have said, 
we're not even gonna let these guys inside the building. You know what I mean? Like, like we got the Edge and Randy thing, and they're gonna fight in the building. But you can say this Edge or not Edge, sorry, this AJ and Undertaker thing is so fucking serious that we're not even gonna let them in the building because we don't know what they're gonna do. We're not even gonna sanction it so they can even come inside. They're gonna fight outside. I would have no like it like this is though like, told take, me, like so what? Undertaker. There was a spot in that match, honest to God, where Undertaker was beat to fuck. Okay, he's beat up. AJ beat him up. And he went through like Anderson Gallows and he was beat up and he was down. And they were just beating the shit out of him. And then he looked at fucking AJ and AJ was like, Come on, Mark. And a and Mark looked at him and went and flipped him off. Okay, do you guys remember that spot? Mm-hmm. Flipped him off. It was right before AJ got buried, which was stupid. You could have done that. Anyway, with him either leaning up against a broken pallet in a fucking alley or up against a dumpster in a fucking alley and just being like, fuck you, Alan. And him putting his finger up and it would have been just as effective if they wouldn't have had him goddamn riding into the match on his fucking motorcycle while Metallica's playing with like a fucking camera facing down like okay. that, that's that, my whole now, thing with it is the camera work. Now here's the thing, okay? You said that oh, it should have been what what Edge and Orton was and everything else. But the problem is, if you did what Edge and Orton did, then it takes away the 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 special feel for Edge and Orton. I, I don't mean, think let's, it does. Let's look, at, let's look at the fact that it's a, it's a sense of variety. No, I mean, they made a choice. What I told you was you're putting them in a different environment. You're but putting see, that's them the in thing, a basement, though. or you're putting them in an alley. And then you take AJ, and then you take Edge and Orton, and you put them in the performance center. It's a different fucking environment. That Bone Zone match was fucking stupid. I don't know. Stupid. Like, see. Well, I know you. We're, we're talking about. You, you just we're talking. Them. It was stupid. About a mythical taker. He wasn't mythical when he was in the bone zone. He wore a headband and he drove his fucking motorcycle in there. <laughs> Kyle paused with a he funny look on like his face. <laughs> and he has been... He showed up like a dude. He showed up like a guy that was cat cat in a fucking hamper. Set up on fire. Him and Kane. <laughs> Kane wasn't there. <laughs> Taker showed up like a normal dude. He was just like, what's up, Alan? You want to fight? <laughs> but then all of a sudden, he could shoot that's fire. Why he was still mythical. He appeared behind. Yeah, that's the other that thing, though, like 20 because... 20 minutes in, man. They, 20 they minutes in, he shows up behind me, shoots fire out of a goddamn barn. They were mixing gimmicks. Like, he never did that shit that when he was American yeah. Batman. Like I said, when you look... Kyle, I think Kyle has some connection issues. Yeah. Now, here's what you, I want to say. Give, well, here's look. 
<laughs> Kyle's arguing and he doesn't know we can't hear him. <laughs> Kyle's in the bone zone. <laughs> All right, so he just left. Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't leave. He didn't leave. I t- I took him out so he could get his shit together. But anyway, <laughs> I need somebody. I need somebody here. I need somebody here to be my lawyer. One of you two guys needs I, to be I, my lawyer. I've had lawyers too much to actually be one. <laughs> my question is, how do I go to people that I'm going to have to go to and say, how do I justify that I hated the Bone Zone match, but I loved the Firefly Funhouse? How do I justify that? The Boneyard boneyard match was being portrayed as borderline shoot, whereas the Firefly Funhouse match was supposed to be in a realm of what the fuck, because it was the theme. It It was meant to be in a realm not normal, not real. The Boneyard match was... You guys hear me now? Yes, yes. The boneyard match is being portrayed as. What are you doing? The boneyard match is portrayed as being, like I said, a borderline shoot fight, whereas the Firefly Funhouse was not. But I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself in that the boneyard match was shot like a movie, and the and the the Firefly Funhouse was shot like a fucking. Movie. Yeah. I mean it's it's hard it's gonna be hard for me to justify this, but for some reason I'm more willing to accept what we saw tonight over what we saw last night. Well, because like I said, it was it was geared as supposed to being a shoot, but yet and how you're saying that it would take away from Edge and Randy, it wouldn't have because they were getting they're portraying it as almost a shoot, but yet every camera was fixed, knew exactly where they're going to be and everything else. If it's supposed to be a real fight you should have had cameraman fucking chase them around. How the hell are they going to be at a farm cemetery place in the dark and know, oh, they're going to go here, then they're going to be over here. <laughs> Make sure you have camera C pointed right here because he's going to climb this spot right here. Right. That's what killed it for me. It was overproduced that... and over edited. It was, but Nate, look, you can, you can let Wood be your warrior. Your lawyer. Your <laughs> lawyer if you want. I'll, he can be he can be my warrior too. All I know is if it's either if it's that if it if it was last or the bone zone match or Undertaker versus <laughs> like Goldberg and some of the matches he's had, I'll gladly take the bone zone. <laughs> I just I just want I just, hold on hold on army I just want you to know Please Army. tell me you're going to sound clip that. <laughs> yes, Army, I am sound clipping that. <laughs> I'll take the bone zone. I'll gladly take it in the bone zone. That's good for you, buddy. But, Nate, I'll tell you. Kyle Bone Zone Army. <laughs> know it. Go ahead, Aaron. What I will say is anybody that would tell you, Nate, that you don't like it in the bone zone, but you actually liked the Firefly Funhouse or Firefly Funhouse, 
And they're like, why did you like this over that? You were wrong. You just look at me like, fuck off. <laughs> this is my or, property. Sit on the curb, bitch. Or how about the That's taxes? Were... Somebody. Be like, you don't pay the rent here, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Get out of my house. Or consider the fact that we're getting close to an hour here. How about we just say this, that whether you loved it or you hated it, the fact is, is that it, was it happened. It, 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 it had you on the edge of your seat. Uh, yeah, no. that bone zone thing was dumb. But that Firefly Funhouse fun thing, when we're done talking today, I'll go watch that again. It I was watching the bone zone again. That. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was officially 15, 20 minutes or whatever. But I have to tell you guys, I have been a wrestling fan since nineteen eighty three, and that Firefly Funhouse thing, that Firefly Funhouse, Firefly Funhouse thing, was one one of the time one of the probably top ten. 15 to 20 minutes of professional wrestling that I have been, my eyes were glued. I could not look away for a second. I'll just say the Firefly Funhouse would have gave fucking Papa Shango fever dreams. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I told Nate. No, guys. Kyle, Chris, it's like I told Nate. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. We sat there and we watched that with Kendall and Caitlin. Kendall is Nate's wife. Caitlin is Nate's daughter. Neither one of them are professional wrestling fans. And the 20 minutes that we watched that Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Firefly, Firefly Funhouse match, both of them were fucking enthralled. <laughs> enjoyed every goddamn minute. Because they see enough of it, they see they—they're not wrestling fans, but they see enough of it with me to know who these guys are, and and they understood that this was fucking fantastic. <laughs> they gave no shits about that five woman match. They no one did. No shits about that fucking Goldberg, um, fucking. That's next. Match. That's next on the list, by the way. They gave we, no shit about the match up. that happened after it. They gave no shits about Brock Lesnar versus fucking um, Drew McIntyre. They they didn't give a shit about anything that we watched. They enjoyed that goddamn John Cena Bray Wyatt match. Strowman and enthralling, and it was beautiful. That was a good goddamn thing. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Stroman and Goldberg. Mm. Stupid shit. <laughs> Did the best of what they could, I guess. Nope, it was stupid. Look, it would have been. I will have to admit, um, after thinking about it, they pretty much literally copy and pasted both heavyweight title matches. Yeah. They both consisted of four finishers each. Well, and. These two matches, the two, the two, the two uh, main event matches, were the problem with them was with those two matches. Okay, with with Taker and Styles, I will give them credit; they went outside the box considering the circumstances. Same with Cena and the Fiend. Um, 
these two matches, the two world title matches, and I'm again, I'm super happy Drew is the world's champion. But these two matches were essentially what they did was they presented what they would have presented if there was an audience there. They didn't think outside the box with these two matches. If these two matches were in front of 75,000 people, we would probably think about them differently. They were longer than the Saudi Arabia matches. True. What's that, Aaron? And that's what I told you. That's what I told you when we were watching them. That if Goldberg would have been sparing like Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman over and over, the crowd would have been like, "Ah, oh, he's getting him, he's getting him." But then we're sitting there watching it, and it's just it's just Michael Cole and fucking whoever just sitting there like, "Yeah, this guy's sparing this guy, Jesus Christ." I got a hot pocket in the fucking goddamn microwave waiting for me. <laughs> it, it, it was two interviewers waiting for goddamn room service. They should have. Yeah. What was your thought on Broad and the Berg? <laughs> there's no, there's no sense of continuity. Because now you have proven to us that Goldberg can can destroy the Fiend. Which, now that means Braun Strowman can destroy the Fiend. Even though the Fiend's already destroyed Braun Strowman. <laughs> and the Fiend destroyed John Cena. So I don't, you know... Now I'm stroking out. All I'll say is this. Am I still stroking out? No, you're good now. Cool, great. See, you have to do every show. You have to do every show from that very position because every time you're in that very position. <laughs> all right. Well, all I'm gonna say is this: uh, fuck your comfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is this: is that, in all honesty, WrestleMania was weird. I'm it was different. It was Motel Six. Fuck your that, comfort. We'll leave the light on for you. It was better than it needed to be, or it should have been. And quite honestly, thanks to everybody that for everything they did. Because honestly, like I said, if nothing else. They made it entertaining. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, I think, I told Aaron earlier tonight, I think that with the the no crowd for what they had to do, they might be the two guys that, that other than Edge Norton. Okay, so let's talk about night one here. I think for night one, they were the two guys that utilized that the best. Because I think overall, from everything we saw, Edge and Orton did the best job with it. But for last night, I think that, that, that uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, they put on a really good match with no audience. But it they was did. Also night one, coming night from two one guys for that me. started in very, very low-grade indies and work their way up. Mm-hmm. Well, true, true. Like Aaron now, said about maybe, Morrison, they're used I, to no crowd. <laughs> now, I think it's a tie between I, that and the Daniel Bryan-Zami Zayn match. That's what I'm saying. Night one for me was Sami Zayn Daniel Bryan. Because I thought Seth no, Rollins coming out night one dressed like a fucking Harry Krishna was stupid. 
He's a messiah. It made sense. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, Sami Zayn. Like you don't, you, you don't watch the products enough, though, Aaron. You got to realize, like when they still had people, <clears throat> he would actually come down so walking the, the aisle like this, no. and like blessing people on his way to the ring, doing the whole messiah thing. So that gear made sense. No, that was didn't make sense now. with no people. I watched the product enough. I'm good. It was like it's like Jackal. It's not no. like Jackal. It's not like Don Jackal Dallas. was better than Sami Zayn's. But yeah, like I said, to me, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan had an amazing match. I loved how much of a chicken shit heel Sami Zayn yeah. was. Sami Zayn won that match by being a chicken shit heel. Yep, because he was a chicken shit heel. And the reason that match was so much better than what anybody else was doing on that show, or even in the next show, was the fact that there were people surrounding the ring, so there were people making noise. That's my biggest complaint about the first... This is stupid. I'm going to say it. My biggest complaint about day one of WrestleMania is the fact that they had these people out there and they were having these matches and that ring was making absolutely no noise. So like, say I'm wrestling. Okay. I'm a professional wrestler. I'm a big strong guy. I'm going to wrestle Kyle and I'm going to pick him up and I'm going to slam him. And when I slam him, that mat makes this noise. Okay, you just watch that. It looks like I just slammed this guy. So I just picked up Kyle and I just slammed him and it goes, makes no noise. Okay. If you're a person that doesn't like wrestling, like that's why I think it's fake. But say I pick up Kyle and we're wrestling and I pick him up and I slam him and it goes, it makes a fucking noise. At least you hear something slamming on the mat. And we're hitting each other and all this shit. That sounds like there's contact, even though there isn't. But there's contact. I'm getting into the weeds and Nate doesn't even know what I'm talking about now. That's how I felt about that fucking ring they had the first night and they kind of got better with it the second night but to me if they're going to keep doing these empty arena matches there needs to be sound there needs to be people hitting the mat there needs to be people laying it in on their opponents like if if i'm wrestling nate i'm gonna i'm gonna hit him i think the problem i think the problem they ran into was the fact of they didn't want the the spots being picked up by the mic because there's no crowd to hide it well, I don't. But I told Aaron earlier. I don't. I think they rehearsed the. I think they rehearsed these matches Randy Savage style because I did not notice anybody calling spots on either one of these nights. Right. I didn't hear the fucking ring. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about if I hear somebody calling a spot. I do. If I. Well, no. I'm. I'm saying like Nate, you you came into it late. What I'm saying is is. If I pick you or Kyle up 
and I'm going to slam you on the mat, and it just goes. And you roll off of it? How am I supposed to believe that hurt? But if you hit the mat, and it's like, there's a noise. There's a burp, mm. burp, burp. You hit the turnbuckle, and there's a fucking rattle on it. You know what I mean? Like in the 80s or the early 90s, when, like, Brett would hit the ropes. When, when Brett Hart would take it. Uh, chest bump into the turnbuckle, you fucking heard it. You know what I mean? You felt it. And now you don't even fucking hear it. So right. how am I supposed to believe that it even fucking hurt this person? Mm-hmm. There needs yeah. to be noise. There needs to be sound with the contact. There needs to be people audibly being like, "Jesus Christ, this fucking hurt." It was like when we, what match did we watch where they were like, "Let go of me, let go of me." That was believable. That, that person was at, yeah, it no, was Charlotte. It was yeah, it was Charlotte Flair when when uh, when when um, she had uh, she had Rhea down. I told Aaron like this was one of the best subtle um, psychology things I saw the two nights, other than all the shit Orton and Edge did. But when um, Charlotte had. Rhea down with her foot and Rhea was grabbing her hair uh, Charlotte kept going let go let go it was it was it was a it was a good psycho- psychological thing you know just getting you getting you into the match making you think it looks real um, Dave DeRozier says uh, Ziegler took a nice turnbuckle tonight yes he did and he did a lot of good things tonight him and Otis had a really good match tonight he worked um, his ass off Rotas. They 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 all did. Everybody involved in that whole angle did. Um, Becky Lynch should not. Uh, this is the last thing we'll we'll go on. The 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 women's tag title match last night was decent, uh, but not really anything to write home about. But Becky should not have gone over Shayna. And if the show goes a little bit longer for me to bitch about this. If the show goes a little longer for me to bitch about this or any of us to express our opinion on this, because I think this is important. I don't okay. understand how you build a monster that made history and eliminate every single person in a chamber by themselves to lose like that. Fucking stupid, and it's a Vince thing. Because he's apparently got fucking Alzheimer's or dementia or something. So this is one of the things that I'm the most angry about about this show and it's not necessarily anti-Becky I have said for a couple of months now that I think that they ruined her push but I still really am a fan of Becky Lynch I don't want anybody to get it twisted I like her, I think she's amazing I think she's a great talent I think she's money however what sense does it make for Shayna to come into this match what sense does it make for Shayna to come into this match with all the heat she had, with all the popularity she had, lose to the roll-up. Because, I mean, to me, your money, your money is in either Shayna Becky or Shayna Becky Ronda or Shayna Ronda. I'm just saying, you have the, 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 the money thing to do would have had to been Shayna win tonight, roll through everybody for a year, Nobody can beat me. I beat every woman on this roster. I beat all the pretty girls you brought up against me. I beat I beat all of your divas, or what have you. And here comes Rhonda. I, I mean, 
And I know that sacrifices Becky, but they've already sacrificed Becky by fucking up her push. Well, not like that. How about this, guys? Sorry, then I'll shut up. They ruined two women tonight. Alright? Two. They ruined two women. They ruined Shayna Baszler, and they ruined Rhea Ripley, which we already talked about with Charlotte. So say both of them win. Okay, they both win at WrestleMania. And now we have to take this down spell and build till SummerSlam. And we want one woman's champion. How awesome would it be if you said in this women's match, these two women are going to fight for this championship, be the one crowning woman. It is going to be Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. And they're just going to beat the fucking dog piss out of each other. But we've seen that already. Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler is a goddamn money match, in my opinion. I'll shut up now. What I don't understand is they have built her to be such a submission magician and whatnot, and those counters upon counters and all this and all that. She didn't know how to let go of her own goddamn move to keep from getting pinned. <laughs> it was it was a shit storm. It, it it was a shit storm. It was booked. I'm sorry, Kyle. I cut you off. Go ahead, buddy. I was gonna say, imagine if Ric Flair when he put the figure four on. And people reversed it if he fucking tapped out every single time. Be fucking stupid. It's like, no, he knows how to get out of his own hold. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I mean, there, there's like the whole, once they reverse the figure four, they there's probably a way like they could hold on to it. But the way that Shayna got pinned, it was literally because no, she didn't, didn't let go. <laughs> like, it- legit. She didn't let go. <laughs> the submission magician, the cage fighter, <laughs> didn't know how to go. Uh. And you can't say it, he didn't hear the pin count because there was no fans. It was. It was. It was. It was a shit storm. It was just. It was booked. Like it was, personally, I'm. I honestly wondered her face after the match. Was that? Was that a work? Or was that legit, true disgust that they wanted that match to end like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was, and again, I want to say again, just to uh, to reiterate, this is not any sort of hate on Becky Lynch because I really am a fan, have been a fan since since NXT days, and was really happy when she got the push that she got, but. The, the push has been botched. And I think that if you would have had... What's that? It's, I feel it's been strained. Like, they've tried too hard to push too much. Yeah. and Like, they didn't need to. She was doing it completely organic and successfully. And that's what they do. That's what they do with everything organic. Oh, they, you can't be organic or successful. <laughs> they move in and they fuck it up. That's why I was so... like. As silly as it sounds, that's why I was so gleeful about what happened with Otis 
tonight because I was like, holy shit, they didn't fuck with it. <laughs> they just let it be what it was. And, you know, it's it's that. But you're right. It, it The way that they do things has fucked her up. And it shouldn't have because she really is as good as we all think she is. And it should have been organic. But what the I think is, would even have... the feud that they put her in lately, they they put her in feuds to where I honestly believe fans are starting to doubt that she's even that good anymore. And they are. It is. It's fucking it all up. She is that good. And I think that, that that's another thing that would have been beneficial for letting Shayna go over tonight. Because then you can take Becky back and we say, Oh, Becky. Yeah, exactly. She's doubting herself. She's, you know, give her a few months of, of, well, fuck, how the fuck did I lose to this person? Or how the fuck did I lose to this person? And let her refine herself. And yeah, but no. Like, let her go back to the fact, and, and they could do this with a lot of people, is maybe not put on shows in front of nobody but go with like training and showing the integral personalities of people and saying hey here's this Becky Lynch chick and she couldn't beat Shannon Baszler Shannon Baszler took the title from her and Shannon Baszler is now a UFC or ultimate fighting or mixed martial arts person or whatever. And now she has the belt. And in six months, she's going to come back and she's going to beat Becky Lynch again. And Becky Lynch is like, no, bitch. I'm working out like a motherfucker at the performance center. And you're seeing it. And you can interview them. And you can talk to them. And it doesn't need to be in front of a crowd. I might be talking out. I might be talking out of my ass. I don't. Know. No, I mean it's it's you, it's classic wrestling booking. You you get somebody over by knocking them down a couple of notches and bringing them back up, or having them start a couple notches down and bringing them up. But that's not well, what we I do think, now. Well, I think what Vince's issue is, he doesn't understand what a soft reboot is. He thinks he needs to completely redesign. Mm-hmm. He doesn't comprehend soft reboot, which is all Becky needs. Yeah. Well, yeah. what Vin, what Vince would do is he would he would take her off TV for six months, shave her head, <laughs> give her a I'm, give her a I'm heater. Say, I don't think Becky Lynch is the problem because Becky Lynch went over. Is that no? No. The, the thing is, Becky was getting over, and then Vince is like. Well, hell, let's help, and they they overfabricated and forced a push. Like this whole "she's the female Stone Cold" thing feels so forced now. Yes, yeah, but see, WrestleMania and it didn't need to happen. WrestleMania didn't hurt Becky Lynch. Like Becky Lynch, <clears throat> she'll be over now because she won. What WrestleMania hurt was WrestleMania hurt. Fucking Shayna Baszler, her Rhea Ripley, and her any other goddamn chick that wants to step up against these people, because now Charlotte Flair, who's terrible, 
and Becky Lynch, who's good, but Becky Lynch is good when she's chasing a championship, not when she is the champion. And I'm going to go on the record as saying that. Becky Lynch yeah. should be the person that is going, Shayna Baszler beat me, broke my fucking arm or my elbow or whatever. And now I got to rehab this shit. And I'm going to go through this for the next six months. And when I get back, I'm going to beat that big bitch's ass. People would be in here on that. That's but... what I'm saying. A soft reboot. Mm-hmm. But Vince doesn't believe in soft reboots. He believes in complete character change. Because that's good shit, pal. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. Right now, hold on, before we sign off, thank you for joining us on our We Can't Wrestle Live uh, post-WrestleMania edition. This was Impromptu. Thank you guys for all being Johnny on the spot and uh, being on the show tonight. Um, I want to say to anybody that's watching on our Facebook page, join the Facebook group. Um we have lots of cool shit on there. The guys post on there. Aaron's doing watch parties on there. Um, I I give away free. Sh- I give away. I try to give away free shit at least a couple of times a week. Hey, it's all about people's luck. But I'm just saying, free shit is given away or tr- attempted to be given away. Um, Kyle and Chris, of course, contribute to the page with posts and such. Um, Dave DeRozier says, "Great show, guys." Dave, thank you. And you're a great fan. We appreciate our fans. Also, anybody that is in the group or on the page, subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, We are going to uh, do a lot more on the page this year with that, uh, or on the YouTube page with that. Um, My real work job has, this coronavirus has thrown everything out the fucking window. Um, Nate is mentally fucking exhausted. Let's just put it that way. Um, Listen to the show. Subscribe uh, to anything we have, the YouTube, join the Facebook group, join the Facebook page. Um, so, Aaron, I'll give you the first dib. I'll give you the first dibs on saying goodbye to the listeners as we sign off. I got to go away first. Yep. Well, you're not going to go away. You're just saying goodbye first. I was say, I'm going to do a goddamn watch party probably after this. All right. I might, watch, I might watch some NWA wrestling. It might be some WCW Saturday night. Who fucking other, knows? Cotton yep. watches with me. Yeah. Just, the other just night, the other, the other night no Pornhub. No Pornhub. The other night I watched the Go Home. Who fucking went into like the deeper reaches of their mind like Kevin Sullivan? Do I? I just watch good fucking wholesome wrestling. Aaron. Aaron. What? Nobody said it was going to be easy. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm going to sign off from this bullshit. Probably smoke a cigarette and then I might watch some wrestling. (laughs) Thanks for calling the show bullshit. If I'm on it, it's bullshit. Like, God, he was like, fuck it, I'm out. Don't be back. He's like, I'm a card of bullshit. 
Chris? Anyway. Oh, Aaron. Anyway. I'm going to pimp out of this because Nate's like, fuck off, Aaron. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Get out. <laughs> You're, done. You're done, son. Done. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. He murdered me like a Benoit baby. I'm going to have to <laughs> Jesus have <it> here. <laughs> and then we're going to watch some <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> You've been erased from the network, Aaron. <laughs> Shit happens, man. I'm like Rockin' Rebel. Did you guys see that Rockin' Rebel's erased now, too? I didn't know he was there. He was. But I mean, don't you have to be? Don't you have to be? Um, don't you have to be relevant to be erased? Well, he killed his wife, so he's out now too. Well, bye, bye, rambling rebel. <laughs> <laughs> rambling rebel. Chris Wood. Isn't that the truck stop over here? <laughs> what about rambling rabbit? What? It's <laughs> a rambling rube. Anyway. <laughs> You guys are fucking up my goddamn outro. Alright, do it. I'm saying I'm pimping out and after this I'm going to do a watch party and anybody that wants to join can. If not, go fuck yourselves and I'll have a good time. <laughs> Chris? <laughs> Uh, just make sure, you, <laughs> make sure you guys are following us on social media. Make sure you hit up the YouTube page, Facebook. Uh, got any questions or got any ideas? Don't hesitate to shoot a message to any of us. Also, make sure shout you're out socially to, distancing. Yes. Uh, also, shout out to Archie. He wasn't able to join us tonight. He had some stuff come up. Hopefully, everything's good with him. Yes, sir. Uh, we appreciate you guys all coming in, watching us, putting up with us. Being entertained by our ridiculous ramblings and carrying on, uh, it's just something we like to do. It's something we like to have fun with, and it's something we're happy we're able to connect with other people with, especially at this time right now. This is some shit going on. We're all going to get through it. Uh, the best we way to get through it, can, use yeah. some common sense. Kai, or Chris, I don't want to cut you off. Wash your to, balls, guys. I have to say... To each and every each and every one of you out there, <clears throat> your lawn gnomes aren't important right now. Your fucking couch isn't important right now. And I will say this, and I say this on the Motley Soup podcast. I'll say Fuck this on couch. the and stay home, Kyle. Wait, hold on, Kyle. Yes. You're the real. You're the real star of this show. Kyle, no sleeves army. People love you, man. I'm telling you, people fucking love you, you big fucking teddy bear. Um, people love you. Say, I take, I take cash. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the green puppy? You're the most. You're the mo- you're the most popular guy on this show. You're just the man. People love Kyle. <laughs> guys, it's, it's the lack uh, of sleeves. To, <laughs> you're pokeable, man. To, uh, <laughs> 
it's really then again, you know, chicks love felons, and he looks like one, so. <laughs> yeah, true. But no, uh, to reiterate what Nate said, um, be good to each other, hey, be kind to each Kyle. other, be Kyle. kind to those people who are working in the retail, who are essential workers. Like, 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 thank like. Thank your postmen, thank you know, the workers at McDonald's, at Wendy's, fast food, everything. For the love of God, show them a little bit of love. Show them a little bit of respect. Kyle says, be kind, rewind. <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said, let's keep, let's keep uh, this curve going down because, let's be honest, I don't want to watch You're Money machine? in the Bank with nobody in the crowd. Or half of our or half of our population fucking dead. Yeah. It's unprecedented what we're in. Just be good to each other, be kind to each other. And like Nate said, if you don't have to go out, like, don't Sanders stay in. Stop, man. Stay in. Stop going to the, the grocery stores and stuff to just to get out of the house. <laughs> These people who are considered essential employees, like myself, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not, I'm off work, I, I'm on unemployment and everything else, but I've got a lot of friends who are essential and have to work. So, Kyle, for the love of them. Kyle. Yes. For my We Can't Wrestle podcast business, you are essential. Oh, I appreciate that, but I can do this in the lovely, this in my own house and... You can only do that that one, Kyle, for the record, you can only do this in that specific spot you're in right now. Don't ever go where you are. (laughs) Yes. The essential thing is stay right there. Stay right there. Don't move the camera. You're (laughs) going to stroke. And Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. You know where it's damp right now? Don't leave this. (laughs) Jesus. Just say where it's damp. <laughs> That's a moist towelette you've been sitting on for two weeks. Yeah. You're okay. Hey, look, you know what? I'm going to sit here and say that I'm not worried about the toilet paper. I use the wet wipes. <laughs> Got a. And by yeah. wet wipes, he means that he soaks the sleeves and he cuts off all his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> You don't just wipe your hands off when they're dirty. You wash them. Come on. (laughs) Just keep sitting on that moist toilet. 2020. Wipe your bubble. And let it absorb into your butt, and you'll be okay, buddy. (laughs) For the love of God, have some self-respect. Use some moist toilets. Can we can we close now before this gets worse? (laughs) Yes, we can. Thank you for joining us for We Can't Wrestle Live, the post WrestleMania edition. Nothing wrong with that. It's 2020. No. But none of us are Barbara Walters. Wow, 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 wow. Guys, make sure you stick around. I'm going to get up day, but I'm afraid I might get drunk and think it's water. I have a job. Guys, make sure you stick around and catch Aaron's watch party. We will see you next time around, and we can't wrestle live. Coming back Sunday night at 1030 as usual. Thank you. The post-WrestleMania show is over, and thank you for joining us. Uh, we can't wrestle live.